Welcome to a very special episode of Joy in Your Circus. Today I'm joined by two of my favorite ladies for our final open mic episode of season two. We are recording together outside in the somewhat sunshine. Uh, so who knows what kind of random background noise we might get, but we're just going to roll with it. So this episode is special because we are recording in the same place. Technology is great, but I love that I can record remotely to connect safely with guests, but nothing beats connecting with guests in person. So let me introduce you to these two beautiful ladies that are joining me for my open mic panel today. So my first guest is the lovely Jolene, who was featured on episode six in season one. Welcome back, Jolene. Hello. And my second guest is another season one mama. Christina was featured on episode 25. Thank you for joining me for Open Mic. Thanks for having us. So before we dive into some juicy hot topics, I want to do like a fun icebreaker with you guys. So we're going to do a round of this or that. So I'm going to give you guys each nine different topics and you're going to pick which option suits you best. So Christina, we're going to start with you. Are you ready? Yeah. Coffee or tea? Tea. A beach vacation or a mountain cabin? Oh, can I pick both? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I'll let it stand. Okay, steak or salmon? I really like both, but a really good salmon when it's done really, really well on the barbecue is amazing. Pop music or country music? <laughs> Again, I like both. I like flip on my radio in the car. Yeah. It depends on the mood I'm in. Okay. Uh, fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Okay. Uh, romantic comedy or action-packed thriller? Romantic comedy. Mm, good choice. Uh, white or red wine? Rosé. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like where you're going. Uh, early bird or night owl? Definitely a night owl. A hardcover book or an audiobook? Hardcover. Okay, I have the book in my hand. Nice, like the feel of the book. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna jump over over to Jolene. I'm Are ready. you ready? I am so ready. Okay, pasta or pizza? Pizza. Winter or summer? Summer. As you have such a lovely tan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a date night in or a date night out? We've had many date nights in, so I'll say date night out, please. Iced coffee mm. or hot coffee? Hot coffee. A weekend at the lake or a spa getaway? Weekend at the lake. Tacos or sushi? Tacos. The ability to read minds or tell the future? The ability to read minds. Yeah. An outdoor concert or an arena concert? Arena concert. An organized life or a spontaneous life? Definitely organized. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be a mom of more than one child if you said, I don't know. No. I feel like I, you... I don't know. Like if you're to ask my husband, it's got to be a balance. You got to have some spontaneity, but I need organization. It keeps my anxiety levels <laughs> like legitimately every time on the weekends on Sundays are so busy. I sit there and I'm like, okay, we need to make a life plan for Sunday as we sit at having coffee. And I'm like, who's going where when? I just I, we function better. Yep, agreed. So we're gonna jump into our first hot topic. So some of our hot topics are a little juicy. Brace yourselves. <laughs> Our first hot topic, we're going to talk about preteens and cell phones. So a recent survey found that 65% of preteen kids ages kind of 10 to 12 range have their own cell phones. So I want to know what your thoughts are on this. So Jolene, I'm going to go to you first. Okay. I'm coming from a perspective of I'm a divorced and remarried mom. So we're a blended family and I have 
uh, my children one week on and they go to their dad's house the other week. If I want to communicate with my kids, I have to communicate with them through their dad. So I very much look forward to the day that they can have a cell phone and I can communicate with them directly instead of having to go through their father and being policed that way. So I'm all for them having cell phones. However, there's got to be some rules and regulations and boundaries with that too because the internet can be a pretty scary place nowadays. Do you have like an age roughly in your head as far as when you feel like that's tough. I was 21 when I got my first cell phone. <laughs> Probably before <laughs> 21. <laughs> right? Like, Times have changed. Like 21 years old and I look at see kids like 9 years old having phones nowadays. I think it just depends on like what how many activities they're in and and whatnot. So Okay. I really don't have an exact age at this moment, but no. we'll have to just play it by ear. Okay. Christina, what do you think about cell phones and preteen kids? Well, um, in our family, uh, my husband and I, we don't think that our kids need cell phones right now. Um, Callie, our daughter, she's nine, and uh, she is definitely not mature enough to have the responsibility to have her own phone. Um, and like Joe said, like we don't have a lot of um, activities, and they're not going to and from a lot of places, so the need for a kid to have a cell phone at 10 is, it just seems a little bit ridiculous in my opinion but I get where some people um, feel like their kid needs um, cell phones at such a young age just uh, for example our daycare like lady she has four kids and their youngest is constantly running from hockey to training and there's no possible way for them to you know get all their kids to and from every single activity so having a cell phone and you know, being able to communicate to them that way is, is um, beneficial. But for us, it's just, it's not for us. And Yeah, and I do think that every family is different. I don't think that, yeah, we can blanket the policy, I guess, across yeah. the board. Um, for us, I'm, I've always been of the mindset that we didn't need them until, you know, like teenage years. But now... I'm starting to feel a little differently about it with my kids' activities. And, for example, Jackson rides his bike to soccer practice while I go the other direction to Scarlet's soccer practice. Yeah. And part of me is like, I'm sure nothing would happen, but being able to throw a phone in his backpack if, you know, he needed to reach someone. Whatever. So I'm kind of starting to reconsider it, getting a phone that's maybe like a family cell phone mm -hmm. to have that if someone was going to be at a friend's house or whatever. Just because for in my, I'm like, when we were growing up, people had home phones. So we if you went, well, okay, <laughs> right? you have a home phone. I don't have a home phone. Do you have a home no, phone? No, I do not. <laughs> it's getting more and more rare. It's right. actually kind of funny that you said you have one after. I'm like, no one has this home phone. But really, most people don't. No. And that's don't. great that you do. Most people don't. And so now I'm thinking like back to when we were kids and, you know, you'd be at a friend's house and you could use their phone to call your house to check in or whatever. And now I'm like kind of thinking that it would be nice if my kids had something of, you know, to be able to. And I'm like, do I want to field all their friends phone calls when they get a little older? I'm like, do I want them all? Because usually it goes to a home phone when, you know, their friend, can you come play? Like... I don't know. That's if what I... we've said to, like, the kids is if they want a cell phone, then they can just get the kids to phone, like, our house phone, and then it's a big fight because they don't 
want to talk on the house phone. But I think it's more like for the games and the apps. And, yeah. You know, so I think if we were to get a cell phone, it would have, uh, the internet wouldn't be accessible, yeah. right? It would just be a talk and text. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the same thing, like, I'm thinking, like, just getting, like, a plan that's, like, no data or whatever that's just, like, for talk and text and pretty much that's it. Because we do have, like, old phones kicking around the house that they do, like, their school apps and stuff on. Great purpose for old phones, I have because we don't have tablets, really. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's worked really well for all of these, like, apps that they have to do. But, yeah, I definitely agree, like, they wouldn't have access to it. There's so much crap that they could get into if... Yeah. Agreed. I, mm-hmm. Have you guys heard that flip phones might be coming back? Like I actually saw some. I actually saw some when I was pricing out what it would be to get a like cheap phone, and I've seen some flip phones. So I was like, wow. No like, apps on there, just no. talk and text. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Super simple. Option. But my husband, his friend Justin, had a flip phone. I mean, he didn't want to get a smartphone, and they finally, his phone provider said, "We will not no, no longer like allow you to have this flip phone," <laughs> and so he had to get a cell phone oh, or geez. a smartphone, and. Now to hear that the flip phones are coming back and (laughs) (laughs) so there's another kind of part to this topic. So nine out of ten parents admit to snooping and knowing their child's phone password. What are your thoughts on this, Christina? So parents that have phones for their kids. I think it's important, you know, to to make sure that your kids are are safe and you know they're not getting into trouble, especially like with cyberbullying, like internet predators and and social media. Like it's just. I think it's a way that we can kind of protect our kids and know what's going on. But that being said, like, I would really hope that the lines of communication between your kids and the parents are open and you're able to talk to your kids about these things and they can recognize them before they happen and they can come to you and you're a safe place for them. But I think having a phone is a privilege, you know, and with kids such so young like I think we kind of need to be able to go in there and kind of make sure things are okay and they're safe yeah totally Jolene what do you think what she said 100% (laughs) like you worded that perfectly uh, to establish the communication early so that we can have those conversations with them I don't want to snoop on my kids but I will if I have to if I feel feel that there's um a safety issue mm-hmm. or they might be behaving inappropriately or people are bullying yeah, yeah I, I also feel to. like along those lines like if we were to get phones for our kids at some point they would be in a centralized location at night yeah, yeah. I don't uh, love the idea of my kids having access to a phone in their bedroom yeah. at night yeah. okay I'm not alone you there. Know you're not alone did you guys know that you can chat on Pinterest on Pinterest? What? No, yeah. I don't have Pinterest. So a friend of mine said Say that, what? Yeah, people can chat on Pinterest. A friend had said that their kid had been getting messages from other friends and not very kind ones on from Pinterest. Oh, no. I never would have known. And I've been... Yeah. I, like, heavily, like, use Pinterest just to look at stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Good to know. <laughs> oh, shocking. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So let's go into another hot topic. So we're going to talk about homework. So this specific number is pertaining to the United States, but they're applicable pretty much in the same way in Canada. So in the United States, the national PTA set a standard for 10 minutes of homework per night per grade level. So kids in grade three would have 30 minutes per night, grade four, 40 minutes, and so on. So what are your thoughts on this? So Jolene, I'm going to go to you first. 
as you're reading that, my eyes are slowly getting bigger. You're <laughs> like thinking about grade 10 and I'm 11. thinking of, okay, we're a blended family with four children and all of them are going to be in school this fall. How in the world am I going to be able to help all four of them with homework and have them in activities and have a life? How in the world are we supposed to balance that? Yeah. I don't know. That scares me. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Like, we have been pretty, like, with our kids, like, the level of homework's been pretty, like, I would say lax, like, even compared to, like, what I've heard you talk about for your kids. Yeah. So, school to school, obviously, is different, but, like, now, at the end of the year, Scarlett is starting to get these, like, reading things, and it's, it is quite a bit of reading, and, but not, like, overwhelming for her, but I'm finding even just getting Jackson to do his spelling and her to do this little bit of reading with the activities it's it's it is a lot and then you forget and then you're like oh man like the next day you're getting ready for school and she's like mom we didn't do my reading last night well too bad i guess like sorry mom failed but like it is a lot it's hard and it's not even that much yet compared to these numbers i don't know christina what do you think uh i agree with you like right now the kids basically like they have 15 to 15 minutes to half an hour of reading every night that's what their teachers recommend and then spelling on top of that but then yeah we're so busy with activities in the winter and spring with baseball it's just and just having two kids like it sometimes it's not manageable like and like joe said like we would want to have like a family life be able to do things and not be just focusing on schoolwork but like I know in Callie's class right now, if they have a math assignment, they get a certain amount of time allocated to do that homework. And whatever they don't finish, they have to take home, which I don't mind, but everybody learns at a different level, right? Yeah. So yeah. if they say like, okay, for grade three, you have to have 30 minutes. What's to say like your kid will do it in 15 minutes and then my kid, it takes them, you know, an yeah. hour and a half. Like how do they find or come up with this magic number for each kid because each kid's different yeah for sure yeah and there's kind of another component to this as well so places like shanghai so this can kind of tie into i don't know if you guys remember i talked about tiger moms on a podcast recently and just like cultural differences in how people raise their children and i kind of this can kind of connect the dots there a little bit with tiger mom so in shanghai teens do an average of 16 hours of homework per week so christina where what do you think about like the cultural side of this like with places like that i don't know how they do it they probably have no life they education is their life yeah i was just gonna say like that's their culture that's what they're used to but thinking about it like there is no you know work school balance i guess they're like the kids are so focused on education and you know like i know a lot of them are focused on music and other extracurricular activities but like the parents help them a lot and work full time like you know and how is that good for their mental health like and then if you're doing all this homework and extracurricular activities like what they're lacking like other things like their sleep must you know yeah totally their sleep and then just like i think the concept of just like playing like kids need Fun. to play kids, kids need, need to, to just kids and, right yeah what do you think joe ideally um they go to school and school stays at school 
they come home, they get to be kids, play and have fun, and be a family. Yeah. But that's just not reality. Well, and I think we can also, like, in our home, we incorporate learning through other ways. So, like, when it comes to, like, in our house, like, if we're, some days, I bake with the kids. And it's, like, stuff like that. I'm teaching them, you know, Scarlett's helping. She's, like, reading a recipe. She's learning about measurements. So, like, I think in our own lives, through our family life and through our everyday stuff, we teach our kids things that, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's not sitting down and reading a book. Yeah. And we incorporate that into their life lessons, I guess. Well, baking is fractions, right? There you go. It's the only kind of math that I'm good at. (laughs) I was going to say, anything past grade three math, do not ask mom. Because... Like, I don't know how I'm going to survive, you guys. Like, I don't. And the way they teach it's so different than how we learned it. And they have to do it the way that they're being taught or they don't get all the marks. And I'm already noticing, like, Jackson, some of his stuff that's coming home in grade three. And I'm like, um... But why do you have to do it that way? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to have to relearn math in order to help him. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Oh. Callie had to do this. It was called Words Their Way or something. And it was just like spelling words, but they had to separate them into different vowel sounds and mm-hmm. like short vowels yep. long. And I'm like, I had to Google it. <laughs> and they learn about like the magic E's and all these yes. things. And I'm like, I'm an English major. And I don't know what all of these things are referring to, so that's going to tell you something right there. Yeah. <laughs> Topic number three, we're going to talk about Gordon Ramsay. So Gordon Ramsay is a well-known name to most people, both as a famous chef and as a businessman. And recently, he was very upfront about the fact that his five children will not be receiving anything in his will. Now, when he was asked about where his fortune should go, should he pass away, his comment was, it's definitely not going to them. He quickly clarified that this isn't in a mean way, that it's more in an effort not to spoil them. As a parent, what are your thoughts on this? Jolene, I'll go to you first. Yeah, we actually recently just did our wills, and we've, you know, had the upset of losing a couple family members in our young years. Um, Just seeing... Besides the spoiling part, just seeing what happens to family members, in particular siblings, what can happen even when a parent passes away. Um, It never fails. There always seems to be some sort of fighting or drama, unfortunately. On Gordon Ramsay's perspective of not wanting to spoil them, in a way I kind of appreciate that. You want your children to learn to take care of themselves. However, um, we want to leave something for our kids. Yeah. Okay, Christina, what do you feel about this? I feel pretty much exactly the same as Joe. Um, I feel like I wouldn't want to spoil my kids. Like, it's good that he wants them to work for their own, you know, life. And and um, but at the same time, if it's if, when I go, I want to make sure my kids have something, and I know that they're gonna be okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah finding a balance, I guess, between taking care of your family and not leaving excess, I guess, mm-hmm. so that there is fighting and whatever else comes along with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jolene, I'm sure you can attest to this, that like you're emotional, you're dealing with all of the grief that is someone losing someone, and then on top of that, you have money to like, mm-hmm. and assets and things to deal with, so having less of that and having it well laid out in advance can cause some of that to be lessened. Yeah, agreed. 
Okay, so there's another little piece of information to this Gordon Ramsay story that I thought was really interesting and kind of intriguing to me. So he has also been very forward through his career that he would never allow any of his five children to work in his restaurants. Do you think this is wise or is this rude? Like, Christina, what do you think of this? <laughs> well, watching Gordon Ramsay on, like, Hell's Kitchen, if I was his kid, I probably would not want to work I was going to say, would you want to work there? <laughs> no, but at the same time, like, I couldn't imagine having to work for a family member. You know, like, it would be hard. And if things end up being not so good, like, family dynamics could be, you know, affected. And I think... If it was, if, if I was in his place, I would want my kids to be able to, like, work hard for themselves and be proud of, like, how hard they've, you know, worked to accomplish something on their own. You know, they already have his name, so they already have, like, a foot in the door, yeah. per se. But, you know, being able to say, hey, I accomplished this on my own and not because of you being famous and, you know, I think that means a lot more. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I commend him on not forcing or placing an expectation <laughs> on his kids that they have to work in his restaurant. Because I think a lot of family businesses just automatically expect assume. or assume that their kids are just going to want to do the right. family business. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would give them the option or the choice if they wanted to. And I mean, he could even, like, there may be more to this story. Like, he could, if they did want to work in the restaurant industry, maybe he could hook them up with a connection in another restaurant. Yeah. Like, he's a well-connected human yeah. being that I feel like he wouldn't need to, like, hang them out to dry. But mm -hmm. if he didn't specifically. And I think, like, this could be a lot to do with special treatment, too. Like, he wouldn't necessarily want his staff. So if he had managers or whatever, owners at restaurants that, you know, people overseeing these that he wouldn't want them to feel they had to treat his children as employees differently than yeah. everyone else. Mm -hmm. And people walking on eggshells around them right. or so-and-so's going to tell daddy what's up. Like, yeah. I feel like that could be part of it too, just the environment that he's creating. And I think, I mean, as scary as his, like, presence is on TV, <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of that is, like, has to be TV. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. it has to be. Like, who would work for someone like that for more yeah, than a day? Know. Like, unless you were being paid, like, huge sums of money and didn't care and like could let everything roll off your back yeah. like i couldn't oh i'd be me neither every day like i take everything personally like no thanks yeah. no so we're gonna talk about one last hot topic so we're gonna talk about cardi b now cardi b is in like a few of my hot topics so far this season she seems to be like getting herself into controversy so she recently went after the creators of peppa pig now I cannot stand Peppa Pig for a few reasons. My, my kids favorite. always end up on Peppa Pig when they watch, like, one of these shows they like on YouTube. They end up on Peppa Pig after the show every single time. And I just, like, can't stand the, like... My kids start talking, like, British after they start <laughs> watching the show. And it's not, like, good British. And they're kind of rude. And, like, I just... I don't like Peppa Pig for that reason. But the kids are always... And they get glued to it. And I'm like, how do you even like this show? Like, there's so many better things that you could watch. But whatever. Cardi B has gone after the creators of Peppa Pig because the show continues to encourage her daughter to jump in muddy puddles, ruining her daughter's expensive Ugg boots. Jolene, what do you think about this? Well, then don't let your daughter watch Peppa Pig. Or don't buy, let her wear, like, expensive boots all the time. Or you can afford them, so why are you complaining? I don't know. I'm all for kids getting dirty, so I'm not in support of her. At, like, 
it's not valid. No, if no. if I didn't want my kids to behave in a way that of the cartoons that they watched, yeah. I would change the cartoons. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, for sure. It just seems weird. Like, I don't know, if you have a kid, let them be a kid. Let them play. Let them get dirty. Let them experience things. Like, I don't know. I couldn't even imagine, like, not telling my kids they can't go jump in a puddle because they're wearing expensive boots. Do all of your kids like to get dirty? Oh, yeah. 100%. So, are you kidding me? <laughs> Jackson did not like to get dirty when he was young. Oh, wow. He really? did not. Sawyer didn't like his hands to get dirty. Okay. So, once his hands got dirty, he got he freaked out. But other than that, he was fine. He did not. And he was not like play in the dirt. He wouldn't, he would go. I just remember him like, ah, ah, ah. Like, he would get dirt on his hands and he would freak out oh. and not like the girls, on the other hand. They are always a disgusting mess and they are the first to be in the puddles like in the grossness so i think that's so funny i always like assume like if you have a boy they're gonna like to be dirty because that's the traditional like stereotype of boys want to be dirty and girls are gonna want to play tea party my girls do like to play tea party but you could fill those cups with mud and they would be happy mud pies is a common thing at our house yeah (laughs) oh man well it has been so much fun chatting about these hot juicy topics with you ladies thank you so much for joining me thanks Thanks for for having having me Thanks for tuning into this episode of Joy in Your Circus. I had a ton of fun getting to record this open mic episode with Jolene and Christina. They are truly just awesome humans, and I'm so grateful to have them in my corner. They are the essence of non-judgmental friends, and I hope that you, as a mom, have some friends like that in your corner that you can, you know, consult, you can laugh with, You can laugh at each other. It's just a great relationship to know that I can count on those girls. So I'm so grateful for them. And I'm so grateful that they were willing to come and record with me. So that was great. And I'm so glad that you tuned in to listen because we had a ton of fun recording it. Thank you for your time in listening to this episode. And I'm so excited to be coming to the end of this season because I've had the privilege to share so many incredible stories and chat with repeat guests and just share lots with you and next week I have my last mom conversation of the season and it is just going to wrap this whole season and it's just such an incredible story and I can't wait to share it with you it is a story that was not in my plan to share and I just felt compelled to chat with this mom and to share her story with you and I know that you are going to learn something. It is one of those stories that will make you laugh. It will make you cry. I cried in interviewing this mom and I'm really interested to see what you think about this conversation. And I'm really excited to advocate for this mom and to share her story. So look forward to that next week. And I absolutely cannot believe that we are at the final week of school here for my kiddos. And I am just excited. They are kind of, I find in the last couple weeks of school, they drag and they are just like wanted over with and they are so done. And so I've decided to start a new tradition in the final week of school. We are having one day in the last week of school that is called the Irvin Summer Sneak Peek. And that will be tomorrow and we are headed to the beach because my kiddos are just just already in summer mode and don't even want to go and I just want them to know like here's what you can look forward to here's how why you have to push through the last few days because 
we are looking forward to so many awesome things this summer and it's been such a weird year and I just can't wait for the kids to have some normalcy this summer. I don't know about you, but just, oh, it's just refreshing to hear that so many of the restrictions are going to be relaxed and well, we still need to be cautious in some ways and some people are, you know, going to be more cautious than others. I'm of the mindset that you do you and you do what's best for your family. And I am just pumped to be able to have some lake time and the kids are in so many summer camps. We have so much to look forward to. So Irvin sneak peek is happening tomorrow and my kids are so pumped for this day off school just to have the beach day. So anyways, I don't know what you guys are getting up to this week, but I hope that your coffee is hot, your wine glass is full, and your chaos is absolutely undeniably beautiful. Thanks for listening. Now back to the circus.